0: very warm welcome to the Data Professional Stories, a podcast powered by Change Leaders. Our today's guest is Prashant Srivastava. He is a passionate and experienced data engineer, having rich experience of six plus years in the data engineering domain and currently working as a data engineer in Uber. He has worked in various tools, including big data, ETL, data warehousing, business intelligence, and data analysis in diverse industries, including pharmaceuticals, e-commerce, and logistics. In past, he has been associated with ZS Associates, Patreon, and Castle Technologies. So, Prashant, welcome again.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Neha, yeah, for all them. Please them. Uh,
0: please tell us something about yourself, about your family background, and then your academy journey.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, if I talk about myself, basically I'm kind of a pretty jolly person who tries to basically uh, enjoy very small moments rather mm-hmm. than wait for big moments to come and then basically kind of be happy okay. so I'm that kind of a person talking about my family so I have my parents uh, who have always been supporting in uh, whatever I am uh, currently doing or whatever I've done in past Then I have two younger brothers as well so like they are also like me quite a okay. uh, jolly kind of a person and then yeah recently I got married and uh, yeah so my wife uh, is like uh, one of the pillars, basically, other than, my, other than my parents and my brothers. So she also basically kind of shares the same interests that I have. Okay. So we are going pretty uh, well along together.
0: Okay, lovely. How did you land in your first job? Yeah.
1: So uh, before going to, uh, like, how did I land my first job? So I'll just try to give a brief about uh, my academic journey as well. So... To be frank, like I was uh, never a good student, to be frank, like mm-hmm. that. But for uh, so my whole orientation was towards cricket and that basically uh, can be seen uh, because like I played cricket uh, till state level for the pitch team. But okay. there was a point uh, that came where like I had to basically choose between cricket and uh, my academic, uh, basically. So like at that one point of time, due to some reason, I had to choose academic and like I had to leave cricket. That was kind of like, that is still my life. Okay. So I don't miss a moment to watch cricket or play cricket. So from okay. so there, basically, uh, like it took a transition for me and basically I went uh, into engineering and that to like Motilal Nehru and Aite Al-Hawad is my, of a pretty prestigious college. Uh, so now coming to uh, like, how did I land my first job? So mm-hmm. uh, I am a student of electronics and communication engineering, but my focus always was towards the computer science domain. Okay. And uh, from there itself, basically, so uh, there is a company named associates that came to our campus placement. And uh, I got placed there as a technology analyst, even though the role was of a data engineer there. And uh, like, since that was my first job for so the happiness and the feeling that I had after getting uh, uh, basically consumption from them was out of this world.
0: Okay. Tell me, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me, what was your mindset five years ago about uh, how you're going to take your career ahead?
1: Yeah, so to be frank, uh, if I go back five years ago, so uh, it would be like just starting off my career because I have uh, only six plus years of experience. So, yeah. uh, so that was just starting off my career. And I was like, uh, like others, I was trying to explore uh, like what things I can do, what things basically interest me, what are the areas or what are the technologies that I want to work upon that basically not, not only shape my future, Will also give me uh, something like a pretty shivering experience as well because like if you're not happy doing whatever you are doing, in that case like you like maybe you can be successful but you will not be attaining happiness and you will not be uh, basically getting the satisfaction that you want to have in your life. So Mm -hmm. I was in that mindset five years ago and then basically like I uh, found data engineering domain where I started my uh, professional career and uh, since the starting starting uh, I was pretty uh, much into the data itself mm-hmm. and uh, since uh, like if you see the, the kind of data that we have today the diverse data that we have today and uh, the way mm-hmm. the data uh, engineering or data analysis basically or playing with data affects the life of the people around the world so that uh, kind of uh, intrigued me in going ahead with uh, the domain of data engineering itself so since then like i never looked back or i never looked here and there of basically switching from data engineering domain into some other domain so yeah that was kind of my mindset five years ago
0: okay please share what type of a role you were handling as a data engineer in your previous organizations and how did you transform yourself
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty good question, Sneha. So like it's kind of uh, that every uh, engineer or like everyone who is into any kind of job that basically goes through. So in my case, uh, being a data engineer, I can tell you my experience uh, with Mm -hmm. that. So when I started my career as a technology analyst associate. so in that time, basically the, the term that we uh here pretty frequently today is big data so at that time big data was not so common and mostly all the companies were working on the traditional database system that is called rdbms relational database management okay, system Okay, so and also the data volume or the rate at which data basically were flowing into the system for so that were not on the higher side we generally were basically handling only few millions of reports there. So I started as a traditional data engineer where we worked upon the traditional data processing system, the relational database uh, management system like Oracle or MySQL, where the data volume was not uh, on the higher side, the data at which basically the rate at which the data was flowing was not on the higher side. Mm-hmm. So challenges uh, at that time, basically, were not to a pretty higher extent because mm-hmm. most of the challenges that data engineers face today is of the scalability because seeing the volume of the data, seeing the rate of the data uh, being pretty high, so we feel the scalability issues. Uh, at that time, uh, there was like not much of the scalability issues, but what it helped me, so basically it helped me in uh, basically getting my uh, basics very strong, because okay. uh, even if you talk about big mm-hmm. data, so data warehousing, data modeling, uh, ETL that is known as uh, mm-hmm basically extract, transform and load. So those are the basic foundations of becoming a data engineer there. So I started my career with there and then as soon as basically I moved to Paytm and then other firms. So Mm -hmm. I started working on the big data platforms. And it uh, kind of uh, gives me shears currently as well, like from where I started and then uh, just from handling few millions of record and then going to Paytm and handling billions of connections on a daily basis. So that helped me along in uh, basically getting my pipeline, getting my uh, whatever things I build using the data engineering domain, uh, is scalable. So that uh, that phase when I moved from VF to PTM was a key moment in my career because that uh, was the like that was the most important transformation that I had because moving from a traditional database system to a big data mm-hmm. is itself a pretty big transformation to have.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, what are the different industries that a uh, data engineers can be part of?
1: Okay. So, if we talk about the data engineering, the domain for the industries that data engineers can be part of, basically. So, if you see today's world, so there cannot be any industry or any company or even like a small. Uh, even if you talk about maybe some small uh, shops in your nearby. So, mm-hmm. no one basically can survive without playing with the data. Right. So, just if we take a simple example of, uh, of uh, basically a person going to an AKM machine and trying to withdraw some money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there can be multiple scenarios there. So maybe like you are going to withdraw the money and like, uh, you successfully withdraw the money. That would be the most simple case. Second case, like uh, your transaction basically can fail due to a number of reasons. Maybe you entered incorrect pain. Maybe you, uh, the ATM didn't have money. Maybe there is some server issue. Okay. So if we take that simple example, then also data engineers come into picture because to bring that data from an ATM machine to a system where, uh, the relevant person can basically analyze those uh, data and then come up with an action plan to, so that whatever issues are faced by uh, basically general public, those mm-hmm. can be minimized. Mm-hmm. So that can't be imagined without a data engineer, because being a data engineer, you bring all the data from various places, various sources, uh, all over the world, basically, to a central uh, database or a central data warehousing system, where other uh, teams like maybe business analysts or data analysts or data scientists, uh, maybe ML engineers, AI engineers, all over the organization, they utilize these data. And then maybe like whatever they want to do, maybe they want to create some dashboard, they want to basically do some analysis and suggest uh, what are the basically key areas that the company should focus upon, what are the key uh, business uh, decisions that should be taken, then uh, building data science models then building uh, machine learning models that you see on Amazon or any other website like they show you like maybe these kind of products you may like mm-hmm. or these kind of products you may not like mm-hmm. all these things basically are powered by the data that data engineers bring from various systems into a central place so you can see the importance here of a data engineer and uh, the diverse kind of work that we do and from that coming to uh, this, which industry of data engineer can be part of mm-hmm. you just think of an industry like a data engineers would be there even if you talk about like say automobile engine automobile industry e-commerce industry you talk about recharge industry mobile industries network industries yes. uh yes. even you talk about all industries. so data engineers are everywhere so, so uh so to be to give the answer in single line so basically mm-hmm. as we talk about like uh in previous decades oil was the most important thing mm-hmm. basically so currently data uh is the has become the moon uh new oil in the world and since data is there so data engineers will be everywhere in the world and in every industry.
0: Okay what are the different areas that a data engineer should have knowledge of to become more effective?
1: Yeah so it's kind of pretty good question and uh, it's actually most important as well because so uh, what happens whenever you move to a domain maybe like even if it's data engineer or maybe first year developer engineer Mm -hmm. or something other as well. So you kind of uh, basically get stick to your domain only and like don't get that much opportunity or that much diversity in the kind of work that you do. So uh, it's important to have uh, a diversity in the kind of work that you're doing and the diversity in knowledge, basically, uh, that you have. But you need to uh, basically increase your horizon of knowledge as well. So being a data engineer, so doing the data engineering stuff is fine because you are doing it already and you are doing it from a pretty long time and you will be doing it till the time you are a data engineer. But other than that, like if you know about the infrastructures, basically, mm-hmm. so whatever infrastructure your company has, what are different kind of servers you have, what are the different number of nodes on each server uh, you have, what is the capacity of the servers, what is the total resource that you have, how to manage these things, how to basically uh, kind of manage the yarn queues, uh, how basically you would optimize the yarn resources so that, uh overall uh cost and over the resource optimization can be done if you have these knowledge so it could always give you a benefit because in that case yeah. whenever you are part of an organization yeah. maybe let's say uh, a small or big mm-hmm. you can contribute to these things and you can mm-hmm. help the organizations basically save resources and saving resources is the most uh important thing for any organization mm-hmm. or so even if you talk about like uh, big firms like mm-hmm. amazon microsoft google Uber, mm-hmm. facebook they have a dedicated team of engineers who just work basically day and night to save uh, resources for their company. Because uh, generally people have one uh, false uh, kind of information, like the most money that is basically, or most resources that are basically spent by a company is is basically setting up whatever uh, technologies or whatever things they are using. But the thing is like, if they have a pretty good engineers and if they start optimizing their processes and whatever tech stack they are using, they can save millions and billions of dollars there itself. And then these savings, basically, they can invest in some kind of different R&D or basically to make the world a better place. So being a data engineer, if you have knowledge about the infrastructure uh, that Mm -hmm. is used in your company, it would help you a lot. Then other than that, uh, Generally, uh, when data engineer term comes into someone's mind, or if someone is a data engineer, so they talk about mostly about the ETL thing, building data pipelines or mm-hmm. doing extract, transform, load that is known as ETL. Mm-hmm. But if you have knowledge about data visualization and data analysis there, so in that case you can do wonders. uh yes. what yes. happens uh, when you only have uh, like a skill for building data pipeline, but you are not able to use that data effectively? Yes. Then you will be like kind of have a pretty autonomous kind of a career and autonomous kind of a work that you'll be doing on a daily basis. And also uh, in some time, like uh, it won't be possible for you to survive. Mm-hmm. And for the longer experience. period. Yeah, exactly. So you need to have more knowledge, have data visualization knowledge so that like you can represent your data in a better way. And also like yes. if you talk about, uh whatever leaders you have in your company, mm-hmm. so they won't be going through the full data they want to see the results in an effective way, and data visualization uh, is the most effective way to show your data right. you want, yes yes basically so that's also one of the pretty important things that someone should have a data engineer should have under their belt. A third thing that i could I would want to point out for so mostly data engineers are uh, like they have a programming skill, but they are not that much familiar with. Uh, complex data structures so uh, and they are also not aware like it is within a table itself we can implement or we can have lots of uh, columns which can be of different data structure like structures uh, arrays even like you can have uh, complex structures as well Mm -hmm. so if you have knowledge about different data structures so that would help you uh, keep your table basically whatever you pipeline you're building, uh, pretty optimized. And also uh, whenever you are building a data pipeline as well. So Mm -hmm. in that case as well, having a knowledge of data structure, uh, their implementation knowledge, that will help the things, uh, basically make the things easier for you.
0: All right. Uh, What are the new trends in data engineering domains? Can you name a few and how these technologies can help people to identify their own area of interest?
1: Yeah, so uh, where I start, so I'll start from where I started basically. So I started from traditional database systems, data warehousing and all these mm-hmm. things So that were part of the traditional data engineering domain. But now in the era of big data, so you need to have a solid grasp on at least uh, basic technologies of big data. So just to name basic technologies of big data, basically. So you need to have a grasp on uh, Apache Hadoop, Apache Spark, Then you need to have uh, knowledge of at least one or two databases like Hive or Pig. Then if you have knowledge about uh, NoSQL databases like MongoDB or basically Cassandra. Mm -hmm. So it would help you become, uh, like have at least a basic skill for data engineering and you can basically kind of uh, uh, do pretty good in your career. So these are the pretty basic things. Then if we go to what uh, things basically or what tech stack someone can uh, basically have their und- under their belt and then uh, maybe kind of uh, do wonders that mm-hmm. we talk about. So uh, currently the most uh, moving kind of a thing in big data that is coming like, you want to have real time data. So generally what happens whenever we build a pipeline, so most of the time, like we have a batch pipeline where the data is at a lag of maybe 24 hours, but seeing Mm. the criticality of the data and how the world is changing. So having the data at a minimum uh, latency, basically for near real time or kind of a real time, you need to uh, upskill your skills and uh, basically go beyond the traditional thing that you do. So for that, if you know about Apache Kafka, then uh, Apache uh, Storm, Spark, Streaming, so these technologies will help you build uh, real-time uh, pipelines that where like you can have the real-time data. So for example, like let's say uh, you mm-hmm. are watching a cricket match mm-hmm. and you see like the score from the TV and everything. So that is kind of like everything is happening on a real time. The scores change. The, if you feel like lots of analysis, if shown in the uh, TV like maybe some batsman kind uh, of uh, maybe scored boundaries in diff direction scored some runs in diff direction. So that is a pretty good example of near real time data. Because if you and then like if you you didn't had these near time real time data or real time data, then you won't be able to uh, show these picture for graph to users. Mm-hmm. So that is a pretty good example and real time example of uh, why uh, having a knowledge of uh, real time technologies uh, like Kafka. Uh, basically Spark, streaming, Ap- Apache, Spons, storm are pretty essential in our
0: Alright, and how people can identify their own area of interest?
1: Uh, it's kind of pretty tricky actually. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll tell you how I did it, basically. So, when I started my journey uh, with VS Associate, so initially I've, I was uh, basically given an operational project where like everything was already built and I was like just needed to provide an operational support on that. And that was kind of pretty boring for me. So I was not able, I was not enjoying that project. I was kind of pretty like trying to avoid things doing there. But as soon as got, I went into data and like data engineering project. And I started uh, basically kind of playing with the data, doing data analysis, doing different kinds of data crunching and everything. Then I basically seeing the different patterns in the data, like what things can we do to improve the quality of data, how we can basically uh, implement whatever transformations we want uh, to do. So that kind of gave me an interest into data world. And it basically will uh, vary from person to person. Like there is no hard and fast rule or like there is no uh, fixed rule, like how anyone Mm -hmm. else can uh, know their area of interest. It has to come from inside basically. So as I told earlier, like when I started working with data, so it gave me kind of a spark from inside. Mm -hmm. Hey, I I love doing this thing basically. Mm -hmm. And then I carried on in that direction itself. Maybe you can
0: develop this uh, by the time.
1: Yeah, you can develop this by time because yeah. I have I have few juniors from my college and even from my basically uh, locality as well, so who were initially into foster development domain. Okay. So they joined as a foster developer in some mm-hmm. company, basically from campus placement. Okay. But they were kind of not enjoying it, and then mm-hmm. eventually they changed oh. their domain into data engineering. Okay. And they they started loving it and now Mm -hmm. actually they are doing wonderful like they are all over the world like they are working for Facebook Google and one uh of the centers which Tesla as well
0: okay so maybe the key is just you have to try it out first
1: yeah you will have to try it on you'll only get it from your own experience whenever your heart says like yeah this is the thing you want to do you basically Mm -hmm. go for it okay yeah
0: okay what advice will you give to professionals who already have a two three years career as a data engineer recently
1: yeah. So first and most important thing that uh, like that I see while taking interviews of data engineers, what they miss basically. So mm-hmm. they kind of uh, like don't have their bases uh, pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So they try to learn very high-fi technologies basically, like Spark or maybe mm-hmm. uh, Spark Streaming or Kafka. But mm-hmm. if you go to the most basic thing, like what exactly is a data warehouse? What exactly is data engineering? Uh, what exactly is ETL or maybe BI engineering? So they are not aware of those things, mm-hmm. basically. So what I would suggest them: firstly, make your base pretty strong because eventually, if your base is is strong, then you can build like how many uh, floors you want to build upon top on top of that. But mm-hmm. if your base is not strong, then like you'll struggle in some point of your career for sure. That is that is the first advice that I that I will want to do basically mm-hmm. secondly what i'll say since uh big data is pretty evolving and quite uh changing uh kind of a domain uh right. the data engineering and big data mm-hmm. so you need to uh upskill yourself with time right. and cannot wait for someone to Do basically me. come and teach you or maybe kind of spoon feed right. you yes, yes. you need to keep trying from yourself you need to mm-hmm. go ahead and try to learn new things mm-hmm. there are lots of uh, study materials, lots of courses, lots of light projects mm-hmm. that are available, and even given by very good companies and very good universities as well. So you need mm-hmm. to go and learn those technologies mm-hmm. and, and not just learn them. So mm-hmm. after you have basically maybe kind of have a fair knowledge about them, try to implement them in your own company or whatever role you are at if you don't implement them then you'll not know uh, like what are the challenges that you can face like having theoretical knowledge is pretty good like you'll have the theoretical knowledge but if you don't have a practical knowledge of whatever you have learned then it won't be of any use because in current uh, striving environment that we have Mm -hmm. around the world Mm -hmm. so every company looks for a person who has a practical knowledge in all the domain Mm -hmm. so you need to have practical knowledge so go learn Spark go learn Apache streaming Kafka and then try to implement those technologies at your own firm wherever you are working or maybe like if you don't have that kind of infra uh, in your company or maybe like if you don't have those kind of things that it's not allowed for you to Mm -hmm. do that then do it in your own laptop or system Mm -hmm. like Google provides lots of information, like you can create your own cluster, a uh, fixed-node cluster uh, by using Google, Google Cloud Platform, mm-hmm. GCP. So everything is av- available in the like mm-hmm. in the world like, uh, for free. Like And then Databricks also provides these kind of uh, clusters as well. So you can implement all those things
0: mm-hmm. uh, at your home as well. I think the most important thing is, is they should keep themselves on track with the technologies.
1: Exactly, so they should keep like, uh, always uh, be updated with the latest technology.
0: Right. But
1: should have the basic knowledge as well. So mm-hmm. they should, uh, like in learning uh, new technologies, they should not forget or they should not leave behind the older ones as well because eventually, if you talk about the newer technologies as well, so they eventually are built by using the older technologies. The base is the same mm-hmm. on them as well. Oh so, yeah.
0: Yeah, tell me, um what tools they should learn and which concept they should sharpen?
1: Yeah. So, uh, as I told earlier as well, so mm-hmm. the most important thing that basically, uh, conceptually, they should know is all the basics of data engineering. You should know data with concept of data warehousing, then you should know what are different kinds of schemas that are there, maybe star schema, snowflake schema, then you should know what are dimensions, what are facts, what are different kinds of dimensions, different kinds of facts that are there, uh, just to name few, like uh, there are slowly changing dimensions, there are confirmed dimensions, then there are factless facts, there are... Additive facts. So, you should know about these basic concepts that are there. Then, you should also know about the normalization uh, rule as well. So, if you know these things, then uh, uh, it will make your life a lot easier because uh, eventually, when you are going to design some data pipeline or maybe writing, working on some project, the first mm-hmm. thing that will come into the way basically to design a data model for a for your data warehouse. And when you are defining a data warehouse for these concepts of dimension, SACs, uh, normalizations, uh, star schema, snowflake schema, different kinds of uh, basically data warehousing rules that are there, for so those will come handy to you. Without them, you won't be able to define your data warehouse or big data data lake efficiently. You'll always lag in some uh, areas and you'll always have a way to basically uh, like. To make it more effective by using those things. So first thing is that like you should have all the basic concepts pretty clear. Then if you come to tool, uh, basically, so nowadays the most important tech stack uh, that basically is around the world in the big data, so you should know Hadoop for sure. Hadoop basically started the revolution from where big data problems were solved. Initially, like Google launched a paper around the uh, distributed file system, and then eventually Hadoop came into picture Mm -hmm. uh, by implementation from one of the engineers in the Yahoo. So that was the case, and then, to overcome the problems of basically whatever we had in Hadoop, uh, the slow processing time due to mapper and reducer and also like writing mapper and reducer uh, jobs is a bit kind of a black magic. So Spark came into picture and which is like 10 to 100 times faster than Hadoop. Mm-hmm. So you need to know about Spark. Then basically, uh, if you know, uh, like obviously you need to have knowledge about SQL and you should be pretty good with SQL because SQL is something like a data engineer's heart. Without SQL, like you cannot imagine yourself to become a data engineer. That is the second thing. Then uh, if you talk about the most recent trends and most recent uh, technologies that are used, so you should have knowledge about Spark Scala, PySpark, Apache Kafka, Spark Streaming, uh, basically apache storm and then more of the cloud uh, technologies as well it can be uh, a F3, it can be google cloud platform or it could be anyone any other as well but you need to have these knowledges to basically succeed in your career as a data engineer so these are the things uh that everyone should have other than that i would also suggest like if you can have a good knowledge on one of the data visualization tools, maybe Tableau or some other tools or maybe big uh, mm-hmm. Google Studio. That would add uh, a lot in your skills. Basically. That
0: would be a star mark for them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because eventually when you will go to your manager for maybe like if you will go to your leadership team, so they're not going to see the whole data. They'll ask you maybe just, just show me the trend, what is the trend that is happening, mm-hmm. what is the month-on-month uh, basically kind of behavior, what is year-on-year or quarter-on-quarter behavior. And that you can show effectively and uh, in a pretty uh, good way, but if you have a knowledge of data visualization tool there itself. So yeah, these are the like few tech stack or tools that is basically that every data engineer should have there under, uh, okay. under their hood.
0: Okay. Yeah. Lastly, uh, please share which are the key area they should focus, which has a wider scope in future.
1: Okay. So, is it uh, like I am hoping if it, it's regarding the data engineering only, because yes. like we are having a yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I would not say it would be uh, like some key areas. It's about like how you uh, basically shape yourself overall uh, in a data engineering. Domain. A yeah. So, mm-hmm. like. Because if you see data engineering is a pretty wide domain and has a pretty wide set of technologies or tools for skill set that we use. And mm-hmm. uh, I can say data engineering is one of the domains in which whatever skill set you have under your belt, they are used on a daily basis. So it would not be like that, like you would not be using... Uh, divine concepts for data modeling concepts or data warehousing concepts, or maybe uh, basically Spark concept or Hadoop concepts uh, once in a while being a data engineer. It would be like you will be using these uh, things, these concepts on a daily basis because your core work is to basically design data pipelines, effective data pipelines that are scalable and are basically readily available for use. They don't uh, kind of uh, like have a 99.9% availability. So to have these things uh, uh, as effective as an uh, organization want, you need to basically focus on all the areas and have these under your belt, uh, basically. So, yeah, instead of focusing just on one area, you need to have a good caps on all the uh, concepts, all the basic concepts and uh, basically big data concepts under your belt.
0: All right. Uh, thank yeah. you so much, Prashant, for sharing your insights to our audience. Thank you, listeners, for spending your time here. Hope you all like it. Please like, share, and comment. And don't forget to subscribe to Data Professional Stories, a podcast powered by Change Leaders. Thank you so much. Once again, Prashant.
1: Thank you, Sneha. And thank you, Change Leaders, for giving me this opportunity to basically uh, share my experience with all the emerging data engineers. Thank you. Thank you so much.